Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Davidson, y'all. It is, it is our kids' first Easter. Davidson, this is their first Easter. So on the count of three, can you just say happy Easter, Davidson? Ready? One, two, three. Come on, celebrate Davidson with me this morning. We love you guys. We're so excited about what God is doing in you. I want to preach a word this morning about all things new. All things new. Because that's what Easter is about, right? Easter is about new. Now, this is spiritual and non-spiritual. Like, Easter is about new candy. Anybody get some new candy this morning? Did anybody? How about any parents... Any frugal parents in the house that went back to Halloween and just recycled? I ain't mad at you. That's smart. Take that Christmas candy cane and turn it into a cross. Come on. That's just being frugal. But, but sometimes Easter is about new candy. You know, like, like farm fresh eggs. Farm fresh Cadbury eggs. Anybody a Cadbury egg fan out there? Just throwing out some Cadbury eggs. I got you balcony. I got you up high. That's right. First day of baseball. Or how about, how about, does anybody actually like these things? See, I thought, I thought that was it. I thought peeps are like the fruitcake of Easter. All things new, all things new. How about, how about new, Pastor John, Pastor John mentioned it, but some of you got some new threads on this morning, some new clothes, or new flowers. You know, it's just fun to drive around and see the azaleas and everything blooming. All things new, all things new. Let me read two passages, two passages this morning. Don't fight over that candy now. It's Easter. Let me read two passages. I want to read the account of the resurrection out of Luke 24. And then I want to, all I hear is like paper unwrap. <laughs> all things hungry, y'all. It's only like 9.04 and you're already digging in. It's all right. I want to read the account of the, the resurrection out of Luke 24. And then I want to give Jesus's own interpretation of what he did out of Revelation 21. So Luke chapter 24, verse 1. But very early on a Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb because, ladies, sometimes y'all are just ahead of us. We admit that. And all the ladies said, yeah. And they took the spices that they had prepared and they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find, they didn't find what they were looking for. They didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because sometimes in life you don't find what you're looking for because God knows that what you're looking for isn't what you really need. And can I just speak to somebody this morning that the reason you haven't found what you're looking for is because God knows that he's got something better for you. It's coming. 
As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. And the women were terrified, and they bowed with their faces to the ground. And the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 21. This is what Jesus says about His own resurrection. Verse 5 says, He who was seated on the throne said, Jesus is talking, He said, I am making everything new. Then He said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So what does this mean for your life on this Easter Sunday morning? What does it mean that the resurrected Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords is making all things new? Number one, it means that the enemy has exactly zero power to tell you when anything is over in your life. Jesus says this, y'all, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. He doesn't just declare the end. He is the end. And so the enemy, it's not his call. So if you're here this morning and the enemy's trying to tell you your marriage is over, the enemy's not the one who closes that deal. If the enemy's trying to tell you your ministry is over, you've made too many mistakes, your kids are done, they've run away too far. He's not, see what God does is God steps into those moments and he says, what's my name? What's my name? My name is Omega. I am the end. And it ain't over until God says it's over. How do I know this? I know this because of the cross and the resurrection. I know this because if any event in all of human history appeared to be over, the cross appeared to be over. They took somebody and they falsely accused him. They brought him before Pilate and he washed his hands and he stepped back in an act of cowardice. They took him and they beat him and they mocked him. They took a crown of thorns and dug it into his skull. They gave him 40 lashes and they took a cross and put it on his shoulder and forced him to carry it up the hill, collapsing under the own weight of his exhaustion and the loss of blood already. They called Simon to come and carry the cross. They put that cross on that hill called Golgotha. They nailed his arms and his feet into the cross. They pierced his side and blood and water flowed, showing medically that he was absolutely dead. They put him in a grave, not for one day, not for two days, but for three days, and all of hell was screaming, it is finished, and that's when the Alpha and the Omega stepped into the situation, and he says, Satan, you don't have the right to declare that anything is over. It's over when I say it's over, and it's not over, and Jesus came bursting out of that tomb. He is the new beginning, and I declare new beginnings. I declare new things, all things new in your life. Not too long ago, the Houston Astros appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And the cover declared them and it said 2017 World Series champions. Now, if you follow baseball, you know that that's 
That's not out of the ordinary because that's what they do. The, the Houston Astros beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series last year. That's George Springer on the cover. George Springer was named the MVP of the World Series because George Springer had a series like perhaps nobody else in the history of the game. He had, more, he had more extra base hits, more total bases, more home runs than Mr. October himself, Reggie Jackson. Re Reggie Jackson, he had a better series than Chase Utley did in 2009. And so it's not, that's not odd for Sports Illustrated to put the, the World Series champion on the cover, and it's certainly not strange for them to put the MVP of the World Series on the cover of their magazine declaring 2017 World Champs. What's a little bit strange is, if you'll go ahead and zoom in on the, the date of that cover, the date of that cover reads June 30th, 2014. You say, oh, that's a strange misprint. No, it wasn't a misprint. There was a writer in 2014. Now, here's what's really strange. Here's what's really strange is three over three years before, not only were the Houston Astros, Astros not the World Series champs, they were the laughingstock of the entire league. They were in the middle of their third hundred plus straight losing season. If even if you don't know anything about baseball, how many of you know that just sounds bad? <laughs> like to lose a hundred of anything, right? Just sounds bad. And they were getting ready to do it three years in a row. Their television rankings in Houston, which is like the fourth largest city in America, their television, their local TV rankings were exactly 0.0. .0. Nobody cared about the Astros. Everybody was overlooking the Astros. In fact, the only time people looked at the Astros was to tell everybody else how bad they were how miserable they were, how far gone they were. But there was a writer, there was run, one writer. Are you, are you catching this this morning? Help me preach this. There was one writer that in the midst of their misery, see, it's one thing to celebrate somebody after they win. But there was a writer that looked into the depths of their despair, that looked into the depths of when they weren't any good and spoke over them. I see champion in you. Can I tell you this morning, that's exactly what Jesus did in your life. If you're here this morning and you say, I'm not good enough to be a Christian, you're exactly the kind of person that Jesus died for because it was in the pit of our despair and the depths of our sin. And when we were in the middle of a losing season, come on, give him praise this morning because he saw champion in you. saw a champion in you. You're Houston Astro. No matter who your team is this year, you got, you got George Springer in you, baby. Number two, all things new. What does this mean? It means that you're going to like this one. You're growing younger. Turn to the person next to you. Say, you're growing younger. If you're, if you're married to the person beside you, tell them you are so lucky that you married me. Because I'm getting better every year. Go ahead, go ahead and brag on yourself this morning. Because Jesus says, Jesus says, I'm making all things new. 
Here's what's the amazing thing. The amazing thing about that word new, it means new in quality. It means fresh in development or opportunity. So here's what happens when you say yes to Jesus, the very same spirit, the book of Ephesians says, the very same spirit that infused the resurrected body of Christ with new life now dwells within you and he makes you new. And that word means a continual, say continual, it means a continual renewing of your mind, of your emotion, of your spirit. And so I know the hair seems a little more gray or a little more gone. I know, I know the pains seem a little more uh, pronounced in the knee. I know that, I know the mirror is saying one thing to you, but the Spirit of God is saying something else. There is, there is something in your spirit this morning that can come wide awake and fully alive. The third thing is this. The third thing is this, is that when we become alive, when we become all things new, this, this is happening. Turn to your neighbor and say, oh, oh this is happening. This is, this is absolutely happening. Final thing that Jesus says as he looks back upon his own resurrection and that he declares as he says to me, he said to me, it is, it is done. What you have to know about this statement is this is him saying it is done, not as in life has reached its climax and there is death, but it's like the nine months over, nine months is over and the baby is, is done. It's getting ready to be born. I, lo I love the, the full definition of this word. This, this word done is a, is a rich word. It's genomai. It means properly to emerge, to become, to transition from one point, from one realm or condition to another. It, it means God's actions as emerging from eternity and becoming or showing themselves in time, in physical space. It's like all of the power of eternity, all of the power of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all of the power of the resurrected Christ in, in all of eternity, in all of time and space, somehow becomes manifested in us. And so, and so it means I come into being. I am born, I become, I come about, and this final word, I, I happen. I happen. I feel like maybe as I was preparing this message that there would be somebody here this morning that you feel, you feel like your day is happening to you. Like, like you feel like you're in a season where you just keep getting caught off guard by different things. It's like you can't catch your breath. It's like you're getting sucker put punched. And, and no matter how hard you try to prepare, no matter how hard you try to budget, no matter how hard you try to plan your calendar, it's like things just keep happening to you. And what I felt like the Spirit of the Lord wanted to remind you of this morning is that because you have the resurrected power of Christ in you, you can happen. 
You can happen instead of things all the time just happening to you that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can begin to happen to your day. You begin to happen to things. You're not just waiting around saying, when is the next attack from the enemy going to come? I'm going to take the offensive and I'm going to take, take the power of Jesus and I'm going to begin to happen to things. It's the power, all things new, all things new. We come into being, we were born, we, we become what's happening. Jesus says that we get new fulfillment in verse 6. To the thirsty I give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. We get new blessing in verse 7. He says, to those who are victorious will inherit this. And we get new relationship. He says, I will be their God and they will be my children. That's what the resurrection means. It's this beautiful offer of all things new to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.